fee has been paid by the Animal Rescue League for the editorial content of the following program. This is News Radio 1040 WHO. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ARL Animal Connection. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Mick. How are you this morning? Pretty good. It's yeah. nice outside. It is nice outside. I, I love like that this. crisp morning. Isn't it great? Yes. Although I think I mentioned last weekend for this. So for the second week in a row now, I had this happen last weekend, and not one animal out and about. It was like that last Saturday, too. Maybe they're not pulling the covers off because it's a bit cool and <laughs> sleeping in. Yeah, that could exa- <laughs> that's funny. That's that's cute. I That may be exactly what's going on. Yeah, so, Bambi's yeah. lying there like, no, not yet, Mom. It's right. too chilly. It's too chilly. So, yes. So Yeah, that's weird, though, isn't it? It is, and I kind of miss seeing them. It kind of gets my yeah. day going when you're – it's just so cool watching what wildlife does and the – middle of the night or early or early hours yep where you don't normally see it right exactly so yeah we got some fun stuff coming up we uh, do and we had a busy week and fairs all gone everyone settled down from all that i'm sure yes yes they did we, i was out there quite a bit as you know i love the fair plus we yep. were the animal rescue league does animal welfare committee has an animal welfare committee and we work in conjunction with the fair and have people out there just looking at the animals and that sort of thing and it's it's always so uplifting um just the fair does such a great job mm-hmm. of you know standards for animals while they're there so animal welfare committee doesn't you know have a whole bunch to go chase after but you get to look at the animals and they're all getting well taken care of with water and you know looking good and yep. it's really great that the fair does such a great job on that and it's you know really interesting because um other fairs you know across the country then see that we do that in partnership with the fair and you know we get comments about that and that's just really cool it's yeah. really cool the, the iowa state fair does that and it's it makes me proud to live here yeah, yeah it is good great for everyone and the all the animals that's of right um oh when we were doing the trivia questions yes like, you know how we sort of i was looking them up and seeing what we could find the amount the number i can't remember but it's phenomenal the number of animals that actually pass through yes. the fair yeah i mean so, thousands yeah 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 so it is phenomenal and um yeah and i know you were out there a couple times because yep. you're doing some animal rescue league presentation and then you're at our booth Booth, yep i meant to check and see how you did at your booth um and compared to how i did at my booth oh you're not competitive at all are you (laughs) not at all Uh, nope not me i try to say i'm not competitive but sure yeah exactly yeah so uh yeah so it has been a busy week yeah yep and uh as with everything at the animal rescue league uh we keep looking at new programs and new things. And if anyone does go out there today, there will be a whole heap of office furniture. <laughs> totally different from the animals in the middle of room. That's because we redid our floors and redoing our, some, you know, just some changes. So yeah. it's not just the animals. It's, it's a business it's yeah. part of it. And, you know, so don't be shocked at like, what in the world is going on? We're not having a garage sale or anything <laughs> right. in the middle. It'll get straightened out here soon. I know yeah. you were there late last night working on it. Yeah, so. I'll be back there today, so we'll be all good. Yeah. But just something else to do. Yeah, absolutely. So. Hi. But today, um, we have a bunny spa and piggy pamper going on at Southridge. Uh, for that folks that, that haven't been there, uh, down at a Southridge location in the Southridge Mall, um, just near the DMAC, in, through the DMAC entrance. And you can bring your rabbit and guinea pig for grooming and massage, nail trim, and even ear cleaning. And there's no registration required. You can just turn up, and that's between noon and 2 p.m., and it's $5. So 
So they get a pamper. You take them out to the spa for the day. Yeah. Uh, so. $5 because there's different things you can mm-hmm. have done. So, yeah, ear cleaning, that yep. sort of thing, nail trims. And also that's our location where we have all our, well, all but a few. We have some at West and some at Maine, small animals, but our rabbits and guinea pigs and mice and birds when they come in. So they're all uh, housed down in that location. Yeah. We also have a little bit of a thrift shop down there too some items so drop in and say hello to those folks down there and have a look at even if you haven't got a bunny you could have a look you know rabbits are actually just the coolest companions to have i mean I had a rabbit growing up named pal but um you know i don't know they live six to ten years on mm-hmm. average um they can be litter box trained um they can get along with other you know i have a friend who has a rabbit and a cat we've talked on the show about uh the rabbit that came in that was best friends with a guinea pig that we adopted out together i mean they're super interesting animals i know therapists has looked at you know having people with rabbits that they're a rabbit yep Yep. that they're a rabbit that would go out and visit with people but they're they're just really cool i was thinking the other day i wouldn't mind having a rabbit again yeah once i don't have terriers (laughs) <laughs> good point good point <laughs> don't want to worry about my rabbit every day of my life so <laughs> yeah um i had a pet rabbit like as an adult i had a rabbit but he didn't live in that he used to live in the house yeah and i had chickens yeah and but i had this big fenced off veggie garden so when we we're out there in the garden we used to take him out oh cool. and he used to free roam yeah and he started hanging out with the chickens that is so interesting to the point where he wouldn't come to us anymore and at night when I put the chickens away and I had a raised coop, he would go in with the chickens. Oh, my gosh. So he ended up living with the chickens. Okay, that's kind of adorable. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. That is very cool. So Yeah. And then in, I couldn't handle him. Like, he didn't want anything to do with me after that. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't know rabbits growled until that time. <laughs> that's, oh, my and, gosh. So you know, I, I, you've seen me around difficult animals. Yes. And, this rabbit made me take like three steps back. I'm like, what in the world is that? <laughs> You've been around like all these different species of animals and all these environments all over the world and you're afraid of a rabbit. Oh, that time, yeah. <laughs> you stood me up as we say. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, well, but uh, yeah, he had a good life there. That's very cool. So, yeah, I like rabbits. They have a lot of personality too. They do. So yeah, they're very fun. So, and you know, if anyone has any questions this morning, you can call in at 284-1040 and uh, certainly ask us any questions or tell us a great story about your pet. That would be fun. And um, otherwise, we did have some questions submitted online, and you can do that anytime during the week at yep. www.arl-iowa.org. There's a link on that website for um, ARL Companion Connections. We get questions submitted there. Yes. Yes. So we got one? We do have one. So are you ready for it? Bring it on. Okay. Let's see what we can do. (laughs) Here we go. So um, I think we've kind of had a similar type of question before, Mm -hmm. but I think it's always good to revisit some of these issues. But um, yes, a woman wrote in and she has a dog and she adopted another dog recently. Right. She only said recently, so I'm not sure how long that's been but um she said everything goes great the dogs love each other they play the whole deal um loves her dog da 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 but she said when times to go to bed at night she lets her dog sleep with her and recently the dog that has been there the longest who Mm -hmm. was named max um growls and has a fit when the other dogs goes to get up on the bed at night to go to sleep and she said you know went fine for the first little bit but now max has started growling at the other dog and doesn't want the dog 
dog to get up on the bed, but yeah. they're buddies otherwise. She'd like them both to be able to sleep with her. Okay. She doesn't know why Max has all of a sudden been like, get off the bed. I'm wondering how long in it is. If it's around three weeks, I might have an idea. Okay. But and she didn't give me time times frames. on this. So, yeah. um, But anyway, she's wondering if there's things she can do or if she should just, you know, make the other dog not be on the bed, which she says is going to be really hard for her. Um, Ha-ha. Just, There's I, the case. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, she feels bad, like one of them must sleep on the floor and, you know, the whole drama with that whole thing. So just yeah. looking for suggestions. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you bring a new animal in, you know, either they take time and then they buddy up or they may never buddy up. You know, they may just coexist. Uh, sometimes they get along really well in all aspects. And then after the, the honeymoon period is over... You know, then you start to see the the true relationship. Yep. Uh, or sometimes it's just okay. You're cool everywhere else, but this is mine, and it's always been mine. Now, you know, we know the pack theory's been debunked for many many years now, but dogs still have a social hierarchy, um, floating hierarchy. So what that tells me to the resident dog that the bed is the most valuable thing. So I'm resource guarding. So same as food bowl or anything else. So if the uh, and if the other dog's not stressing out and sleeps on the floor, I'd leave it be. Okay. Because what we often do is we interject and saying I want this to happen between you two, mm-hmm. and that actually causes friction between them. Um, and what I mean about this floating hierarchy. So for that dog, that that pair, the bed is that dog's highest value item. So I'm going to guard it. Mm-hmm. Yet if you put food bowls down, that may switch. Or mm. pats on the sofa or visiting guests or whatever it may be. And they work that out amongst themselves. Because if it's not important, you defer. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want conflict, you defer. So forcing the other dog onto the bed could actually eight, makes one upset. And the other one, I don't want to get my head bitten off by the other dog i'm happy to sleep on the floor Mm -hmm. so if they work it out and one dog's happy not to be on the bed and the other dog's happy now that i have the bed to myself i would not force the issue okay we could try you know we could do positive association so when he's in proximity near the bed you get high value you could oh you know you can try that but don't force it okay so what we're doing is saying when he's on the bed you actually get bonus prizes so you like having him on the bed, but yeah, never force him into situ because we often do that. You know, that's when the whole pack leader thing came through. Is well, this dog should do this first, and this dog, you know, that one second, and that one's third. I'm not a dog. I don't know what you're thinking. Right. And let them decide what is. And I tested this out. I used to have seven dogs in my house, and I'd pen them for an hour, open because they say you know go through gates first yep. and all that stuff. So me being the person I am, did behaviour observations for eight hours, had them in a pen, would open the gate, monitor who went out first, who went in first. Watching the whole thing. Monitor the whole thing <laughs> for eight hours, let them out for 15 minutes, put them back in. Wow. Just That's some patience. Something I do on the weekend, you know. <laughs> um, and no wonder you've never seen any movies I ever talk about. <laughs> <laughs> and it was not the same dog. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Yeah, that's really interesting. Just, so that's how I'd go with that. Yeah, 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 that's cool. 
Yeah, well, and we've got a couple minutes. We've still got a couple more uh, questions that we yeah. need to cover, so I'm not sure we'll get to them with that. So, um, But talking about that with the with cats, if you look at the, the hierarchy thing with cats, um, you know, you kind of go uh, – you kind of go – um, where did I lost my told lost my train? Sorry, of thought. I'm oh, doing with hand cats. signals over here about yes. something else. No, yeah. with cats. Um, that there is there's kind of that soft hierarchy with the cats as well. Mm-hmm. But like the thing with the dogs, and you're watching the dogs. I've watched my cats. I have six cats right now. I've had yep. as many as eight. They switch up too. It's been it's really interesting. Um, so like one minute you'll see a cat that is you know sitting on the cat tree and another minute you know another cat will get up higher and they do seem to switch off and they switch off hierarchies and they switch off who's friends with each other and they switch off um you know like who's going to kind of wrestle with who and be in charge and that sort of thing so you see that a lot with uh cats as well Um, yeah yeah which is interesting because different species kind of act the same in those situations yeah and you know i was when i got into um dogs it was you know the whole wolf pack and, yeah and then the more and more we learn and then also research mm-hmm. throughout the the decades now yep has changed what we know yeah and what the systems we used to work off so yeah um just been as uh, a couple of people on the telephones just to let you know that we are having some technical difficulties with our phones okay so um i'm not gonna if you're hanging on there online or trying to call in if you could uh Give us a call back. We'll let you know when they're up and running again. And so we'll work that out while we go to a break, I yeah, guess. That sounds good. We'll go right. to a break. We'll be back. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. And we're back. We're back. I pushed the button there. Yeah, you did. I was talking well, to nobody. Well, all of our people listening. Oh, they're not. We, no. wow. we were over here and you were not listening. I was listening. I just couldn't. <laughs> no one could hear me. I'm, That's all right. I'm over here with my the listeners that I love. There you go. Yeah, there you, go. <laughs> you moved the microphones over to your side. More. I did. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's all visuals, people. That's great for radio. <laughs> yeah, really. Like me doing hand was, signals about I was telephones. moving the microphone away from Mick, and I was just going to hang out with you guys who were listening this morning. So. All right. I'll go. No, have, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm I have kidding. to go and buy some coffee at Cafe DM. And yes. Out, get the outdoors down. You need your coffee, coffee going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a connoisseur. I... But my yeah, wife absolutely your wife loves, loves coffee. coffee. Yeah. yeah. And remember, part of those sales for the Outdoor Dan Coffee go to the Animal Rescue League. So yeah. if you're into coffee, give it a shot. And help homeless pets at the same time. I know. How about that? Sounds like a good deal to That's me. That's very cool. i kind of been itching and getting in the mood to get another cat. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's going to go at my house. It'll work fine. One is never enough. <laughs> One is never enough. I have six. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got fosters at the moment, so that's you still do. Kind of okay. And speaking of that, thank you to all of our foster homes. And yeah. if you're interested in fostering, we not only need foster homes for um, cats, kittens, dogs, but we have foster homes for horses mm-hmm. um, and our other barn animals as well, as including um, we also have foster homes for rabbits yep um and some of these are because they've um need to gain weight before surgery or adoption some of it is you know we have a pregnant mom cat and yep um 
we've got the kittens and they need to be raised up a little bit before we can spay and neuter, yeah. put them up for adoption, of course. Um, but in your situation, and you're so, you and your wife are so lovely to foster them, but we had a trio of cats mm-hmm. that we need to adopt out together. So not only Bonded Buddies 2, but Bonded Buddies 3. Yeah. Um, so you took the whole trio home with you to foster. Yeah, they're doing good. They're out. Yeah. Um, for the first, I guess, and we know they're shy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've been in the same office. They've been an office foster. Yeah, yeah, which is so Rescue fun. League yeah. prior. And then uh, due to our moves yep, and yep. cleaning and everything else, um, yeah, we took them home. We have a spare room. Yeah. So they don't integrate with their other cats. Yep. But we also have a another room on the back of our house yeah. that's larger than their bedroom they have at the moment. Oh, cool. So now, this weekend, I'm going home, putting door on the that leads down to the back stairway. Oh, cool. And they're going to have their TV and fireplace and <laughs> sofas and everything else. Yeah. So, and it doesn't have to be that. I'm just lucky I have that spare room. So, right. You know, but the bedroom, um, you know, a little bit different to Dog Foster. Yep. Because we go in and... We have TV on for them part of the day and music on for part of the day, and then we go and sit with them as well. Yep. Um, actually, moving them to the back room allows us to go up and sit and watch TV in that back room with them um, yeah. more so. But, yeah, we check on them every day, you know, make sure yep. they're potting, say hello, um, pat two out of three at the moment. Yeah. The other one will come around. Yep. She's all, we know what they're like. She's going to you know, take we, some time. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody asked me about that at the fair. It's like, how long... Do I have to foster for? Yeah. And that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, under the Shelter Cat Getaway Program, um, which is the program that I coordinate as yep. a volunteer, uh, typically somebody would take a cat or a pair of bonded buddy cat, cats and they keep them in their home um, until they get adopted. And that could be, I've had it happen three days and I've had it happen a year. Right. Now, that being said, if you can only foster for two months or three months or four months, we'll take it. And uh, yep. because we're going to find out a lot while those cats or cat is in your home being fostered under that time, which will help us make a better and a great strong match for an adopter. But you can always bring the cat back if your time to be able to foster runs out. Um, or go on holiday. Or? Go on holiday, go on a vacation. And we yep. have people that do that. You know, hey, I'm going on vacation for a week. They drop the cat off and then they pick it up and they get back if it Had wasn't adopted. Office. Yes. And mixed, <laughs> we use your office a lot for those cats that are yep. coming in to stay. Um, and I just had a lady yesterday who has two cats. And she's a new foster for us. She's wonderful. She's getting ready to be gone for a long weekend and actually said, can I just have a friend of mine stop in and check on the cats? And that yep. way I don't have to bring them back to the league and stress them out which is really great so that's what they're doing so we can totally work with you on that shelter getaway foster now that being said if you only have a week or two weeks or three weeks that you can foster um, we have short-term foster needs as well yeah not only for cats and rabbits but dogs sometimes um, where maybe they had surgery and we're just letting them heal up from surgery maybe they need to gain weight so they can get spayed or neutered i mean so you can do short-term foster as well so i think all of our foster programs depending on the species and the needs we pretty much can use you if you can foster yeah and you um like i'm saying i have them in a separate room yeah great way to start we always talk about doing proper intro right um you know these guys are going to have plenty of space 
Um, but if I knew they were going to be longer, then I would start the meet and greet and integration programs yep. into my home. That's right. And and with the cat, the shelter cat getaway program, that's exactly what happens. People do usually start them out in a separate room, and then sometimes they get completely integrated into the home, and they're living around the home while they're waiting for home, and then a lot of times those people adopt those cats. Yeah. Um, but it's a great way to check out how they're going to integrate, too, with your family. And Very much pets. so, yeah. Um, but, you know, I always say to people, a room is perfect. It's bigger than a cage. Yeah. You know, they're going to get to lay on furniture and beds and have TV on while they're waiting for a home. Um, Yeah. So... We're very appreciative of our fosters and um, couldn't do it without. Absolutely. So, if you're interested in it, there's more information about fostering on our website, and you can certainly call and email us, and we're happy to get you get you set up to foster for us. So, we have hundreds of animals that go to foster homes every year. Hundreds. Yeah. So, thank so, you, everyone that does. Yes. That. We are about ready for another break. When we come back, um, I think we'll hopefully have the phones up where we can do trivia question. And um, we'll just keep talking about things that are coming up and some more questions we had submitted. We'll be with you then. Yeah, sounds great. Zelwa. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. And we're back. Sorry, we're, we're back. Just here talking about red pandas, oh, actually. I That's love all the red noises pandas. we're about. I love red pandas. Yes, telling how cool. Well, you're looking at some pictures, which we'll talk about in a I second. I am, yeah. And uh, we went and we like to do exchange of training ideas and techniques and have, you know, just hang out. And I've got to take, um, thank you to Blank Park Zoo a while ago, I got to take my behavior teams to the zoo and. Um, we got to watch a whole heap of training stuff going on and, you know, chat back and forward and share ideas. And, of course, I know how much you love red pandas mm-hmm. and they were doing um, training and vaccinating the red panda. Oh, my gosh. So they weren't – but they were getting them used to the – they've done all this training. So you can walk up, say, here, put your nose on this target item or on a set trained item and just vaccinate. And just stand still and goes, thanks, now where's my treat? I will seriously sign any waiver put in front of me <laughs> to spend any time with the red pandas. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Oh, uh, we got to look at arm work, you know, see them work with armadillos yeah. and possums because yeah. we're with the education team. And, yeah, fantastic what, what actually goes on. Um, that is – I'm going to simplify this, and so don't, don't – uh, you're Don't right. get upset with me because I'm going to simplify. I know the behavior stuff with these animals. Yeah, right. but the uh, it's amazing to it's been amazing to me, especially since you came to Animal Rescue League and your involvement with animals outside of dogs and cats. Yep, and the training stuff you talk about with those different species of animals. It's amazing some of the similarities of how you train a dog to how mm-hmm. you train a giraffe. Yeah, yeah, it is the same. I, I probably did simplify it, but no, you didn't. It, it is the same. It's so cool. Like yep. you don't really think about that. Like you think working with a giraffe or a seal or mm-hmm. you know any of that, a red panda, any of it is just going to be so much different. But the techniques are kind of the same on the positive yeah. reinforcement. And yeah, it actually um, took me out of my known realm and actually made me a, I believe, a better domestic animal trainer. Yeah, because all of because I had, no, you know, with domestics, they tolerate, you know, we've domesticated them, so they put up with our moods and our, you know, grumpiness or yeah. 
<laughs> you know, maybe not handling them as well as we should sometimes or whatever it may be. And a couple of hundred pound seal goes, make me. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, all right, what am I going to do this so I don't end up in hospital or right. dead? Yeah. And so you train, you break your training down into such smaller steps, which made me a much better ho- working with horses. Mm-hmm. Because they are a big animal that hurts you. And, right. You know, so that's where I got, if I could walk a seal around an enclosure or through SeaWorld without a leash, why can't we do it with a dog? Yeah. Without really having to cool. use all this equipment. Yeah. So I used to have a pelican that used to follow me around. That and is train so him. cool. Well, you love pelicans. I love that's pelican. your. Yeah, giblet. Yeah. I knew him. Is that her name? His name? Yeah. Giblet? That's knew adorable. him from a hatchling. That's really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I was looking on on uh, I was looking at the animals in the news stuff yes. to see what's going on around not only the country but the world with animals. But uh, the London Zoo recently had an event where they weigh and measure all the ad- animals, and so I was looking at that in this website, and it's like looking at a giraffe who's got his neck up to see Stretched, how tall yeah. he is, and um, you know. Uh, uh, one of the other giant Asian stick insect, and they literally look like sticks. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's like the walking sticks you see here, uh, the penguins and all that sort of thing. But you get to you know some of these other smaller creatures, and like these were uh, meerkats, who I think are just adorable anyway. Mm-hmm. And they just climbed up on the scale on their own and are like standing there getting weighed, and I just think that's adorable. So, yeah, yeah, too cute. Yeah, it, and like a, you can do that with your dog at the vet. Right. That, yeah. Right. Exactly. A little yes. bit of training. A little yeah. bit of training. They'll walk right up on the scale. So, um, yeah, very cute. Yeah, it's good. Fun. And you know, it's uh, if you go to the Blank Park Zoo, you'll be able to see them actually doing training or even the presentations. Um, you know, the uh, Galapagos, I think, the tortoises there. Yeah. And um, you know, they do all the target training and everything we're talking about because everyone sees it they'll see it with the seals and the marine mammals it's throughout the facility it's throughout ours yeah it's just the practice that most professional organizations are using yeah which is neat whether it's dogs cats or wild animals yeah cool yeah Yeah. and i know you do that target stuff and you've been training with our staff on on the horses out Mm -hmm. in our barn and stuff so it's really neat to watch them like figure that out and you yeah. know have that kind of relationship it's really cool i remember when we started doing it with when it came out and we were doing it with horses yeah. as well people were like who are these kooks <laughs> i'm like okay yeah and look at it now yeah, yeah. it's crazy so, yeah, yeah it's, it's good cool. stuff yeah one of my horses is trained to the point now with that kind of stuff it's been slow and uh, slow mainly because of us and how we're doing <laughs> it but you can pretty much just touch his foot and he will lift his hoof, hoof up you yeah. know, I mean, just touch it. You don't even have to, don't have to squeeze. You don't have to pick it up. You just, yeah. and he picks it up. It's really cool. So. Farrier will love you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think our farrier <laughs> does love us. We, we don't have horseshoes on our horses, but uh, our natural hoof guy comes out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and he um, he actually says my horse is really good. So. Good. Good yeah, job. Which is a good thing. So, because yeah. with a horse. But anyway, enough of that. Um, phones are back and running. Yes. Phones are back and running. And we have our trivia question here. So you can call in at 284-1040 and the first person that calls in with the correct answer we will send you out an animal connection water bottle we'll yes. have to go back to coffee mugs when it gets winter here uh, that's a little bit away we hope yeah well maybe meow baby you know Did you say meow maybe <laughs> i think so i don't know <laughs> i'm having a not morning. right meow <laughs> 
You're kidding, right <laughs> You're kidding me right now? You're kidding me right now? Oh, my. All right. Well, we do have a cat question, so see, there I let in. Sorry, folks. That was just Mick coughing. Uh. He's going to do our cough now. You'll have to do our sounds for us. You could do cough. You could do the clapping. Hurrah. Yeah, exactly. There we go. All okay, right. so here's the question. A cat has how many whiskers on average? And we're talk- just talking about the ones, the main ones on their face. Because yes. there's other terms for whiskers on cats mm-hmm. on other parts of their body. We're talking about the main ones on their face. A cat has how many whiskers on average? Total? Total. Okay. That's what we're looking for. 284-1040. 284-1040. And if you've got any fun stories, too, I'd love to hear those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fun animal stories. You know, I have just... I've, I started to wonder, and I just was thinking about this this morning, so I haven't looked into this yet, but you know the um, thing that humans have called, I think it's narcolepsy, and you just lay, you just go to sleep, mm-hmm. like right yeah. now. I think one of my cats has that. <laughs> well, long ago. I mean, he does. You've met Ocho. Yeah. I mean, I have a cat named Ocho, and he's deaf, but he does that. He just will, he, this morning, I was getting ready to leave, and he's walking in front of me, and just plops over and goes to sleep. I think he might. Seriously, he does this all the time. Lucky he's not driving. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Oh my gosh, you're totally right. Okay, Sonia's on the phone. She's our first caller. Let's see if she's got the answer to this. Hey, Sonia, how you doing this morning? Pretty good. Great. Morning. So, what do you think? I'm thinking eight. I know it's not too many. Hmm. Nope, that's not right. But higher. It's higher. <laughs> but thank you so much for calling well, in. You. And thank you Appreciate for listening. It. Yes. The cat has how many whiskers on average? So um, we'll see who the next caller is here. We'll see about that. I didn't know this. I totally guessed it wrong. Yeah, I was under. Yeah, and I look at cats all the time. You'd think I would look oh, at their boy. face and go, Yeah. you know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I guess I've never really sat there and go, yeah, and we know how many teeth they have because we talk to veterinarians That's and right. dentals. And, yeah. But whiskers, not so much. And you should never cut your cat's whiskers. No. Ever. Never. No ever cut them i have they use them for so many things yes they do and i've heard years back that you can um uh take if you find a whisker you find it, it's supposed to be a sign of good luck now where that came from i don't know but i have a thing the now when fairy? i find one of my cat's whiskers i pick it up because i figure it's good luck huh. the whisker fairy right okay we'll take the next caller so hey brian how you doing hey, this brian. morning uh headed to work headed to work well what do you think about the whisker thing uh, on average, twenty-four. You, you got it. There Hang you on. go. Mix. There you go. Mix doing the sounds on that. That is absolutely correct, Brian. Twenty-four. So twenty-four on average. Do you have cats, Brian? Uh, my mom had a lot of cats. Oh, good. That's great. <laughs> Everyone should have a cat. A little chuckle at the end there. That <laughs> yeah, makes me wonder yeah. how many. Yeah. Cats. Maybe we won't ask. Well, Brian, if you want to stay on the phone, we will get your information. We'll mail you out your Aero Animal Connection water bottle. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Have a good mate. day at work. You too. Thanks. And thank you to all those other yeah. people. The phone's lit up there. There so. were tons of calls on that. I totally had that wrong. I guess 12. Yeah. I was around somewhere there, eight or something. Yeah. Not eight, but yeah, eight per side. Right. There we go. We'll go with that. That's right. But uh, yeah, so again, we've got the bunny spa happening. And tomorrow, of course, uh, we are talking about last week's cats and mats yoga yes i think i need some after yesterday we were like i was lifting a few things yesterday. i need to stretch out but i think that's gonna for me i don't like you said last week i don't stretch that well yeah 
I just don't stretch. <laughs> there isn't a, that well. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> End of story. No stretching. Uh, uh, okay. Well, one of yeah. our other questions submitted yes. this week had to do with dogs and birds. Okay. Um, so Hannah wrote in. She is engaged and going to be getting married. She Congratulations, has, Hannah. Yes. But we'll see how you feel about it here when the question starts coming. She has a six-year-old Labrador. Mm -hmm. Had it since it was a baby. Adores this dog. Dog's not going anywhere. Understood. Second, her fiancé has a macaw. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's had this bird for a long time. And he's not not going going anywhere. And they are worried about this co-mingling of their pets and wondering if you have suggestions if they should just set up the bird in a different room and make sure that dog never gets in i mean mm-hmm. and they have not met um yet because when she's been over at his place he has put the bird in a different room and so the lab has not seen the bird before so right. there we go okay <laughs> no different to introducing cat and dog cat and cat oh, dog interesting and, yeah um Proximity, so distance, so the dog's not overstimulated, and same for the bird. So you want to find that dis- like the dog might go, oh wow, or bark, and then that frightens the bird, and that's their first greeting, and you know that's yep. their first memory of each other. So then you've got more work to do. So if you can, if you've got an open type living plan as far away as you can, just have the dog, and if your dog loves playing with ball, loves treats or anything else. Just being able to hear the bird, smell the bird, and um, I would even try that. doesn't even have to be a line of sight. And then you bring it into a line of sight, and I'm talking for a couple of seconds, moves away, dog gets treat, sorry, and the bird gets jackpotted as well. Okay. There'll be things the bird likes. And then we slowly bring them to – now, this, that could be their only meeting that day. Then you do the same thing again for 10 seconds and it might go much quicker. But again, same as all our meet and greets, you rush it, it goes terrible. That's their memory of each other. Yep. You want the bird going, please bring the dog back. Yep. And the dog going, I'll be really calm so I can be around the bird and get treats. So <laughs> yep. that's what we're looking at. Um, moving into separate rooms, yep, that works. But... It'd be like if someone moved into my house and I had to upheave my life into another room because of them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't get the same contact with dad I've had previously and, you know, goes down the line. So I try and keep the situation in the house for bird and dog um, pretty much the same. Of course, if you have the bird out, which people do, I have my birds out, um, I would tether the dog to your sofa or something so you can be around and still be around the bird and work on that once you've done this slow greeting process. Yep. Um, Of course, I never let my birds out unsupervised and without us around, and my cats see the birds coming out and they actually go upstairs. Mm. They are actually frightened of the birds. (laughs) (laughs) And my dogs are frightened of the cats. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Others, they rub all over them. Right. So, but... I was calling Bubbles for dinner the other day and I wonder what was going on and one of the cats is sitting right in the doorway. Oh, and he couldn't come in. She's like, no, Uh -uh. uh -uh. (laughs) not this cat. (laughs) Yet the cat doesn't do anything. It just sits there. That's hilarious. uh, She's a problem. She's a different child. But, yes, a slow introduction. Yep. Um, And if you do it slow now, how long does it take? 
as long as it takes. Yep. We were talking about exotics before is would you rush doing a blood draw on a tiger compared to rushing a blood draw on a dog right. or a cat? Yep. Now you're going to take your time because things can go bad. That's right. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great question. Great question. I, yeah, lo- I love that. And Hannah, I love the fact you and your fiance are working this out so they can be together. Yeah. Um, and, so. and if you, they would like to talk to us more, even come in, I'd be happy to really talk through it and show step by step what that actually means. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm a big bird fan. Yeah, absolutely. I've got two of my own. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to work with a collection that had 36 macaws. Wow. Yeah, so 100 and 130 native and exotic birds I used to be head keeper and trainer for. That's just amazing. It was. It was a lovely day Yeah, walking yeah. around birds. So. Well, we have to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be wrapping up. So we'll talk come to you back in a minute. with us. Awa. You're listening to ARL Animal Connection, part of our new, more live and local weekends on News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome back, everyone. We're ready to wind up the show, and Bob's been waiting patiently. Well, I don't think we're ready to wind up the show. We love to be here talking well, to people. Right. They give us an hour. Right. So we have to wind up the right. show. Right. Yeah. Let's say what it is because we love talking to people about oh, animals. Yeah. Yes. Our favorite subjects, animals. So. Okay, so we're taking Bob. Yeah, Bob's on the Bob. phone. Hey, Bob's Bob. Bob's been waiting patiently. Hi, Bob. Good morning. <laughs> How are you this morning? Oh, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. That's great. Excellent. Love it. You have yeah, a... You, uh, wanted animal store, pet stories or whatever. Yes. Yeah. I hunted pheasants for years and always had uh, a lot of really good hunting dogs. I had, uh, the last 30 years or so, I had uh, male German short hairs and a female. Mm black lab they worked good together my favorite dog was uh, his name was sam and he was trained to uh, whistle his voice and hand signals and i mean he was the best hunter that you've ever seen it's my favorite of all of them that i had yeah in fact it got to where i had to take some duct tape with me when i went hunting and i'd have to tape up one nostril so he wouldn't chase two birds at one time <laughs> Are you pulling my leg there bob or what you asked for a story. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. That's, Good man. That's about like the one-armed fisherman. Yeah, yeah. there you Something go. Something that long. That was good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, thanks, Bob. That's excellent. That was fun. It actually took me a minute. I'm like, hang on a second. Yeah. I know olfactory systems. How does that work? (laughs) (laughs) But me being analytical in that side, I had to break it down instead of, okay, got me. That's excellent, Bob. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Hey, um, funny because it's not true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it's funny. Yeah. Because it's not true. Um, so right before the break, you were talking about working with exotic birds and mm-hmm. birds, and I know you have African greys, but you were, were talking about working with sixteen or something macaws. So why get why an African grey and not a macaw? Uh, both African greys came to me. Um, one, um, somebody I know, a gentleman had passed away, hmm. and the bird was left in the house and the neighbors were caring for it until things were but he had no carer yeah and he would have either gone to a shelter or a bird rescue and i got a phone call saying do you want an african gray mm-hmm. and i'd or i'd had african grays in that collection as well and i went sure yeah and they go cage and everything comes with it and the cage was in pretty bad shape and but uh then when i hung up i went 
what did I just do? <laughs> I didn't ask what the verb was like, how old, anything else. But uh, that's um, Zane. Oh, okay. sorry, Jack, Jack, our first bird. Yeah. Sorry, boys, I got them mixed up. Um, and he's a quietest bird and, you know, he just cruises around. Yeah. You know, whistles and loves sitting on the sofa with you and eating porridge and stuff. And then Jack, uh, Zane, we used to bird sit. Okay. Because um, my wife used to work at the um, Ankeny Animal Navian, mm-hmm. so the birds come in, and the lady was moving to Jamaica and said she wanted to put him on a sale list mm. and sell him. And we said, please don't do that. We'll take him. Yeah. So he ended up at our house because so, we knew the bird as well. Yeah, and they live a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, I think, what people maybe don't realize about those birds. Yeah, my birds are... In their mid twenties, mm-hmm. and we could be looking at least another ten years, yeah, if not more. Yeah, so it's definitely something to think about if you're thinking about getting yep. a bird, picking a bird, and you can probably find them with bird rescues and groups if you want There's, an older one. Yeah, Iowa Parrot Rescue is a really good group. Yeah, um, I know those guys, and you know they've got stipulations that um, you got to meet, yeah. of course. And some of these birds aren't starter birds and they come with behavioural issues. And so yep. it's what you're comfortable with. I got very lucky with my two. Yeah. Um, they're good good birds. You yeah. Know. And I've been bitten a few times. Yeah. It happens yep. with birds, even just the way it goes. So, yep. but all right. So, but, you know, um, that was my fault, not theirs. So I just, you know, put my hand too quick somewhere and they test things with their beak. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening this morning. Don't forget. Pop forward. Thanks, everyone. WHO, Des Moines. And iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRV HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. We dodged a bullet. I'm Pam Pusso, Fox News. That, according to the mayor of Honolulu, who's also urging residents and tourists to remain vigilant as Tropical Storm Lane lashes the state with wind and heavy rain. Hurricane warnings have all been uh, downgraded to tropical storm warnings because we now have a tropical storm. The winds have gone down to about 65 mile an hour sustained, but we'll have additional rain throughout the day today. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth on the Big Island. The outer bands of the storm dumped as much as three feet of rain. Many homes are filled with waist-high water. There was a shootout near a high school in Northern California. One subject has passed away, unfortunately. That is a 16-year-old male and an 18-year-old male was critically injured. Fairfield Police Lieutenant Greg Hurlbut, two suspects are in custody. One of them was found inside the gym at Fairfield High School, which was locked down yesterday. There's one suspect in custody in northern Florida after a shooting at a high school football game. Police in Jacksonville say one person was killed last night, two others hurt. It's unclear if the victims were students. A battle with brain cancer may be coming to a close for Senator John McCain. His family says the Arizona Republican who turns 82 next week has discontinued medical treatment. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says the entire McCain family is in his thoughts and prayers at this incredibly difficult hour. South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham, a close friend of McCain's, writes John wants his family, friends and staff to understand how much he appreciates their love, care and kindness. Fox's Jared Hall 
Halpern on Capitol Hill, McCain has not been to Washington since December. The White House hasn't commented on Senator McCain's announcement, and President Trump didn't mention it while speaking at a Republican dinner in Ohio last night. The two men have had a strained relationship for years. Fox News, fair and balanced.